0: Merry Christmas, everyone. You may be seated. I'd invite you this evening to open up your Bibles to the book of John. We'll be in John chapter 1, looking at verses 1 through 14 this evening, focusing especially on verse 5. This Advent season, we have looked at the theme of light shining out of the darkness on the first advent we looked at the creation of light in genesis one and how the lord spoke light into the darkness next we went to the prophet isaiah and saw how the lord promised light to those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness his people israel by their sin were going into exile but the lord promised that light would shine forth in the darkness next we move to second corinthians where there we see that the light of christ shines forth into the hearts of those who have faith in the gospel message that even though our hearts are darkened by sin that the light of christ penetrates that darkness and on the fourth sunday of advent we went to the book of revelation and saw The ultimate end of light, that is the ultimate purpose of light, will be fulfilled in the revealing of the Son of God, Jesus Christ Himself, shining in the fullness of His glory, so that in that eternal day, we will not even need the sun, because He will shine forth with such brightness. This evening, we turn our attention now to the shining of light In the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So hear now the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. and true. This is God's holy word for us this evening. Let us go now to the Lord in prayer. O God of light, you who dispel the darkness in the birth of your Son, may the light of your Son, who has been birthed into history, be poured forth in our hearts, and may the darkness of the world be pierced by the glory of his birth. That we may glorify and praise you through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, O Father, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons, yet one God, now and forevermore. Amen. This last Monday, as many of you know, my grandfather went to be with the Lord. As you can imagine, over this past week, I've been thinking a lot about my Grandpa Souders as I knew him. Growing up, it was our family tradition to spend Christmas Eve at Grandma and Grandpa Souders' home. We would do a gift exchange with the cousins and the aunts and the uncles. We would sing Christmas carols all together. This week, I've been remembering how handy my grandfather was and He worked all of his life with AT&T. He could fix anything mechanical. He had a wonderful singing voice, and he carved these interesting wood figures. But there was one thing about my grandfather that surprised me. He was scared of the dark. I'll never forget when I realized this. I was about thirteen or fourteen years old, and I had gone up exploring in the Cascade Mountains of Washington with my grandfather while we were out, we came across an old lava tube that you could pay a guide to take you down into, and so we did. We went down into what was essentially a long cave that had at one point in the past been an underground river of lava. We walked and explored, and then when we got to the point when it was time to turn around, our guide suggested that we all turn our lanterns off and experience complete and total darkness. And so everyone in our party put out our lights, or so I thought. It was so dark, I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face. But in the midst of the darkness all of a sudden I did see a small glow of light. It turns out that my grandpa was not interested in experiencing total darkness. And while we all turned off our lights, he secretly kept his lantern just barely on so that in the midst of the darkness he would have a small light burning. Later when I asked him, about it you know a young teenager no shame grandpa what are you scared of the dark and he said you know i just couldn't get myself to turn out the light and be in complete and utter darkness throughout god's word darkness is used to describe what it is like to be away from the lord Darkness is used to describe ignorance, sin, and death itself. In yesterday's sermon, we saw that in heaven there will be no night. There will be no darkness, but rather it will be a place of unending light. And my grandfather was right. Darkness, utter darkness, is not something that we should desire For the Lord Jesus Himself describes hell as outer darkness. In our passage for this evening, we have a very simple statement. If you look down at verse 5 in in John chapter 1, we read, the light shines in the darkness. And what we will see from this profound truth is that those who have faith in Christ need no longer fear the darkness, because as the verse continues, the darkness has not overcome it. The first thing that I want us to see this evening is that we need no longer fear the dark because the light of Christ is with us. The word translated shines in verse 5, is used throughout the New Testament to describe the phenomenon of appearing. And so it's translated in different places as manifest, show, to gleam, to become visible, to appear, or as it is in verse 5, to shine. And so when we read in verse 5 that the light shines in the darkness, we see that there is a disruption to the darkness. It is not as though there was this continual light that had been shining for all time and we just discovered it at some point. Rather, what John is describing in verse 5 is that in some certain point in history there was darkness and then the light appeared in the darkness. The light pierced the darkness. It broke through the darkness. It was completely dark but after the darkness, there was light. And this breaking in of light into the darkness is explained in verse 9. If you look there, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. It wasn't there, but it was coming into the world. How was it coming into the world? Well, we see in verse 14 how. How? And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. What does it mean that the light shines in the darkness? It means that Christ Jesus, the light of the world, pierced through the darkness of this fallen world and has come to dwell among us. It means that when Christ was born, light broke into the world to be with us so that even though we live in a world that is filled with fear and sin and anxiety and death, we need no longer fear the dark, because in Christ we have light with us. The two biggest requests that I receive as a parent when putting my children to sleep are, one, please don't leave me, and two, please don't turn out the lights. And when John says in verse 5 that the light shines in the darkness, he is saying that we need not fear the darkness anymore because not only is there a light, but in Christ the light is with us. The next thing that we see in this verse is that we need not fear the dark because the appearing of light in Christ means that sin has been defeated. John uses the same word shine or appear in his first letter to the church. There he says, you know that He appeared. He shined. Same word that was used in verse 5. You know that He appeared in order to take away sins. And in Him there is no sin. The light of Christ appeared. It shone. Why? Why? To take away sin. For sin is darkness. It is the works of darkness. Those who sin desire to cover their sin. To keep it from the light. And that is why we as sinners both fear and love the dark. We love the dark because it keeps our sins hidden. However, we fear the dark because it is within the dark that we are sinned against. I have a bit of a confession to make this Christmas Eve night. When I was growing up, it was our tradition to not wrap the biggest Christmas gift that we were to receive. My sister and I would wake up Christmas morning and go out into the living room with my parents. And there the big Christmas gift would be. We wouldn't have to unwrap it. It would just be there waiting for us. But one year I just couldn't wait I had to see what I was getting. And so I snuck out of bed, tiptoed down the hallway, and peeked and saw that I was getting an electric keyboard. And I was so excited. Now, do you think that in doing this, I announced to my parents that I had snuck a peek? Do you think that I turned on the hall lights and plugged in the tree? No. I crept around in the dark. And when morning came, I gave the best performance of my life to convince my parents that I was seeing my gift for the first time. Why? Because I wanted my sin to remain in the dark. I knew it was wrong and I didn't want light shining on it. But the appearing of Christ was to end the darkness of sin. It was to bring the light of truth and end the works of darkness. As Paul says in Titus 2.11, For the grace of God has appeared, the grace of God has shined forth, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness. The light of Christ is training us to renounce the darkness of sin by the light of Christ. For we need not fear the dark if we turn from it unto the light of Christ. For the works of darkness will lead to greater darkness, to outer darkness. Yet for those who in faith turn from their sin, repent from the darkness of their sin to the light of Christ, to His appearing, His shining in the darkness means forgiveness of sins. For the darkness of sin has not and cannot overcome the light of Christ. Darkness truly can be scary. But it need not be, for Christ has overcome the darkness by His presence. He has overcome the darkness by His forgiveness of sins. And finally, we see that He has overcome the darkness by the power of His life. As verse 4 of our text says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Death is darkness, but light is life. And so when John says that the light shone in the darkness, he means that by the life of Jesus Christ, death has been defeated. That by His appearing, the valley of the shadow of death need no longer bring fear to those who have faith in Christ. Or as Paul says in his second letter to Timothy, He saved us through the appearing, that is, the shining of our Savior Christ Jesus who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We do not need to fear the darkness of the grave any longer because Jesus Christ our Savior died on our behalf and rose again so that all who place their trust in Him will have the light of His life even in their death. For the light of Christ is shining in the darkness. The darkness of fear cannot overcome His presence. The darkness of sin cannot overcome the forgiveness offered through His blood. And the darkness of death cannot overcome the power of His resurrection life. And so, this Christmas Eve night, as you drive home and you inevitably see the lights of the Christmas decorations, remember that each light shining in the darkness is telling you that you need not fear the darkness anymore. Because Christ, the light of the world, has appeared to overcome sin and death. Yes, darkness can be scary, but those who are in Christ need not fear any longer. For the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself declares, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. As I mentioned at the beginning of this message, my grandfather was a bit scared of the dark. And yet, by faith and by God's grace, he need not fear any longer. For all those who are in Christ by faith, death no longer means darkness but rather everlasting light. For after the darkness, there is light forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.